Welcome to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Eric and Chloe. <gasps> oh, the rare combination. What a weird, ma- yeah. what a weird mashup of people. We've yeah, only what done a bizarre this. clusterfuck yeah. of an episode this is going to be. Uh, guys, it's a Monday episode, which means I have a very special interview for you Ooh. with Ms. Pia Glenn. Nice. Oh my God. <laughs> Writer at the opposition with Jordan Klepper on Comedy Central. Great show. Um, friend of the show, Keisha Zolar, is also a writer mm-hmm. over there. Hell it's yeah. a great show if you haven't been watching it. Um, also, go follow Pia on Twitter. She's a, she's a brilliant, hilarious person, That's at true. Pia Glenn. Um, and so that is coming up. We talk about a bunch of stuff she's doing right now to preserve her sanity, because <laughs> especially sure. having her job, she's consuming a lot of fucked up right wing media so i was like i bet he has got some good like (laughs) self-care tips Mm. oh hell yeah uh so we'll get to that in a little bit also guys uh light trees and news is 100 percent listener supported Mm -hmm. that means there are no advertisers that's why you never hear a commercial on this show um and you can support us for as little as five dollars a month at lighttreason.news hit the donate button to keep us going, I realized today when I was like frantically refreshing my podcast mm-hmm. um, feed. Yeah. This is a five episodes a week show. Those are very rare. Yes, yeah, it is rare. And it's a lot of work, not to toot my own horn. No. Toot. Uh, but yeah, I bring you a lot of content for free and I'm sure. happy yeah. to do so. But if you're in a position where you can donate to the show, that would be really cool. I feel cool. yeah. it would be uber cool. Uber cool. <laughs> uber cool. Uh, Chloe's in a weird mood because I just showed her a <laughs> Eurovision oh my God. Uh, oh, yeah. best of clips on, on YouTube. And there <laughs> there were two insane German hosts. Yes. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Goodbye. They were like, talking in German the entire time. And then so we're like, we don't know what they're saying, but it's so enjoyable. And then he just goes, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, and Chloe lost her mind. <laughs> So I guess that's my, while we're in the pop culture section, that's my viewing recommendation. Eurovision, Eurovision. is the best. I heard it Do was you very hear- controversial this year. It was. Oh. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to hear the most insane thing you will ever hear? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Rachel didn't know what Eurovision was. That seems crazy. Isn't that crazy? I it's know what you're saying. It's the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> insane. Yeah. It, like, it was... Rachel should be hosting Eurovision, <laughs> yeah. and she doesn't know what it is. Yeah, really. I was like, are you kidding? Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, it was very controversial this year. Um, Israel did an insanely racist performance. No. See, I didn't even know about the performance. I just thought it was controversial that they won. They didn't win. Oh, somebody told me I st- Somebody told me that they won. No. I um, could be wrong. They it seemed like they won the popular vote, but that, oh, I uh, see, I see. Maybe uh, that's what people were talking about. Yeah, which is stupid in itself. But um, so yeah, I I think Austria won. Austria. Oh wait, maybe they. I don't understand Eurovision. So when they did the final count, Austria was ahead. Okay. Oh no! You know what happened? What's up? Okay, this is what happened. The popular vote, I think Austria was ahead. Then they do this weird, like, electoral college shit where, like, industry heads, like, vote. Like, there's a panel of, like, old white people. Oh, I see. And then they vote, and their votes are, like, weighted. 
So right. everybody like jumps around on the charts, and yeah, I think so. Israel, it's like I guess to prevent like the most populous country from winning. Because if it was by popular no, you vote, you can't vote for your own country. Oh, interesting. So okay. that I love that rule. Counters oh, that's that. cool. That's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I guess Israel. Uh, it was such a fucking racist performance. Damn. Um, yeah. And what it, is? It, it, go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna say. I mean, it fits the theme of the year. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say it fits the theme of Israel. Yeah, which is also that's true. both true. <laughs> uh, I so I've never seen it. I just have heard of it. So is it just? You're. Is it just like? Like a singing competition? Is it just like international yeah. American Idol? It's yes, but like even bigger. Okay. So like the production value is insane. Okay. Um, every performance has like fire in it. And like, yes. Uh, it's very very gay. Um, which is amazing. Um, and then like the fans who are there, it's like the Super Bowl. Like okay, yeah, yeah. They've got like face paint on and they're screaming at the camera. And they all have to have their own individual like national competitions to pick a person to send to Eurovision. Yes. Yeah. It, it's wow. like the hunger Games. That sounds crazy. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely that insane. Intense. It's and, a good time. And America's not in it. No. Okay. Uh, weirdly Russia. And I don't think maybe they didn't qualify, but, uh, recently Eurovision has been letting Australia. Perform. I was going to say, cause it's not just Europe. No, it's, it's, international but it's called for, eurovision yeah. but now other countries that are not in europe compete in it <laughs> and it's usually based on like um viewership yeah. like if a country is like oh. really committed to the show and right, millions right, right, of people right. are watching it they can perform in it sense. so that's why they let australian gotcha and they were only supposed to do it one year but then they like kept letting them in yeah mm-hmm. um but i don't know what happened this year um yeah interesting i'm not sure i'm not that hardcore of a, a follower i think all i saw I've never seen anything except like random highlight clips, and I think I really want to watch it every year now based I, on just the highlights. It. I think I yeah, it's just so fun to watch with like a group of people yeah, too, like ugh. while you're drunk and like oh really into God. it, <laughs> like yes. screaming at like, the ah, their hair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's what I was watching. What yeah. are you guys? Uh, what have you been watching or listening to or reading? I. 100% did not finish Sex at Dawn. I know, God. so that was the I'm whole... Still I'm still trying. I'm still trying. You've been reading that book for three forever. years. <laughs> I'm going to finish it today. I literally... So that was the whole reason Chloe and Eric were going to yep. host together today because uh, Eric really wants to talk about Sex, sex at, at Dawn, Dawn with yeah. you. I mean, I, can you still talk about it? Yeah, we can say, I made it through most of the book. I, if you're like most of the way through it, I'm sure you can. Yeah. Yeah, I just find it interesting. I The book is very... It's just a really interesting like cultural book, and I yeah. it came out when I was like in school for sociology and anthropology, so it was like a whole oh. thing. And it was like a very popular book, so I just find it all very interesting. Yeah, it is. I like I they they like undermine so much like other research and studies, which I find mm-hmm. so interesting. But then I'm like, the flip side is like, oh, people could probably do that to you. So who do I trust? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is true. Um, what's like your main takeaway from the book other than that? I feel so validated. I'm just like, let's not be monogamous. <laughs> That's genuinely all well, I got. I think what the interesting thing about the book is that most people think it's a, like a pre, what's the right word? Prescriptive book. Mm-hmm. I think it's like yes. most people think it's like a book that's advocating for non-monogamy. Whereas mm-hmm. I think the book is more or less just trying to undermine the cultural narrative that we're yeah. inherently monogamous. Right. I don't think it's necessarily saying that advocating. you should be yeah. Yeah, yeah. advocating for non-monogamy as much as it's saying, 
I don't. We're not like programmed for this. Like you think. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big take, one of the big, I probably, one of the biggest takeaways that came from the book large scale is that humans are as closely related to chimps as they are bonobos. Yeah. Which is not something that a lot of people knew before the book came out. Because most people just assume our closest, uh, uh, ancestors chimpanzees yeah. and they've been studied a lot more especially because of like Jane Goodall and, and mm. stuff like that so that's where we get most of our uh, like big sort of like like if you study anthropology when, when you study like primatology most of what you study is, is chimp uh, societies right. and chimp behavior so that's where we get a lot of our understanding of like uh, where we descended from and what uh, evolution evolutionarily we should be doing but then you know they they sort of found that we have as close a relationship to bonobos who are radically different from chimps yeah. and we don't really look to them as being you know uh, a source of uh, a possible uh evolutionary behavior yeah. sure 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 yeah and i don't like my takeaway from stuff like that is human beings are complicated creatures mm-hmm. you know so if monogamy works for you, great. Do it. Uh, if it doesn't work for you, Chloe. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> great. You know, like that's that's like whatever works for you. Yeah. By and large, people are just very dead set on having one sort of uh, narrative about how we're supposed to live our life. Right. Yeah. And it feels and a lot like of it is like religious indoctrination. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that? I just think most people. Yeah, I think a lot of time, like a lot of popular culture or like not pop culture but like a lot of like like evolutionary theory uh, a lot of anthropology it's like a lot of uh just like think pieces are all trying to like just determine how we're supposed to live our lives Mm -hmm. yeah um and say like this is how humans are supposed to live and this is what's right for and it's like i think in general we have to stop thinking and those terms yeah like, totally that there's like a thing that humans a are supposed thing. to be doing yeah. and, and also and the fact like that. that we never acknowledge like remember we were talking about that l piece where it's like what yeah, if like yeah. he's creeping on models yeah, and his yeah. instagram feed the fact that no one immediately flags that as like toxic behavior right. yeah. where it's like yeah. this is insane mm-hmm. behavior yes yeah. and like probably a byproduct of like antiquated views on monogamy you know yeah like, yeah the fact that like we don't talk about because like that is like horrible like yeah. i can't imagine living with that Mm-mm. level of fear and and anxiety because you have this idea of what your relationship should be should be right i you know it's another so fear-based uh another idea from the book that i loved it's like a line that i'm gonna completely paraphrase mm-hmm. but it was something to the effect of like like we have like we sh- have love at like one time for like different family members different friends like we have so much love but for some reason, when it comes to a romantic partner, we say we can only love one person at a time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, why do we put that limit on it? Right. Which I just found so interesting. Right. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, in general, humans are such a weird creature because we have yeah. brains that are powerful enough to override our biology. Mm-hmm. And so we can develop internal feelings that might even be counter to what we are feeling. Mm-hmm. And those become very real feelings and so you're constantly like wrestling with those things so i think you have to do what's best for you i think that should be the takeaway from most things it's just like you have to really like interrogate yourself Mm -hmm. and find out what you truly believe and then like live your life according to that i think well said Uh, guys we're gonna go to my interview with pia glenn right now 
Please follow Pia on Twitter, as I said, at Pia Glenn. Check out The Opposition on Comedy Central. You can also watch episodes online. That's what I do. It's a great show. So funny. Jordan is great, but all of the correspondents are so good, and Mm -hmm. the writing is just to die for. So here is Pia Glenn. On Light Treason News, we are trying to focus a little more on the lighthearted nature of existing, meaning Mm -hmm. I would like to know if there's anything you're reading or listening to or watching right now that's giving you joy or like maybe as a reprieve from all of the insanity, because I'm sure especially like what your job entails, you're watching just constantly bad news yes 24 7 it's a job requirement yeah right and and commenting on it and uh yeah the amount of times i have to type president trump is amazing considering (laughs) that i haven't like mentally accepted that he's president really i know i know it's a terrible terrible disconnect but um yeah i do try to escape and it's wild i feel like um I'm going to drop a name and it's going to be terrible and you'll right. probably get angry if he hears this, but um, a very good friend of mine used to go out with Ray Fines, and Wow. I he... wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I know. No, that, yeah, that was very out of the blue. Sorry. Wow. Um, as you know, British and classically handsome and all of this and smart and cool as he is, he would unwind with like, the goofiest movies you've ever heard of. Like, I'm talking like Norbit. Oh my God. (laughs) And it's, there's no judgment. And I feel like there's some sort of uh, an inverse relationship between like how heavy your work is and like what your leisure activities are. (laughs) A hundred percent. Yeah. I think to sort of find balance. So I, I fully admit I have gone to a things that are super familiar, like rewatching shows. Yes. Um, Frasier gives me a lot of joy. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> on the goofiest level or things that are super familiar. I used to um, just like put on episodes of friends that I had seen like 300 times, just yeah, like in yeah. the background. Cause there is something really soothing about it. Exactly. Yeah. And as much as I love, music which i do um film is sort of my favorite thing like i just love it love it love it so much so that i like hardly like tweet about it i'm not one of those people i don't talk about because i don't want to get into like an argument with someone who's not educated because i'll just like scream on them you know (laughs) um so a lot of people don't know that about me unless they know me really well but um total film nerd and so I have lately, I've been revisiting my multiple Alfred Hitchcock collections Oh wow! as my like mood movies, like how people play music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will truly just have it on whether I can see the screen or not. It just, it's comforting. Oh, and... it so is. When I was a little kid, that was like a staple of Alfred Hitchcock yeah. Presents. I watched it every yes. time it was on. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So been um watching frenzy is in the running to 
like edge into the top three when it had previously only been in the top 10. There's mm. uh, <laughs> some <laughs> shifts happening in, in the rankings. Right, right. Um, that's getting a lot of play. Um, uh, is there anything just... that, or yeah, if you have more viewing recs, please feel free. Yeah, well, I was going to say a music thing. Yeah. Um, so out of left field, a uh, rapper from Texas, I want to say Houston, I should know that. Um, Megan the Stallion, she spells the V with like five E's. Okay. Um, this young woman spits all of the fire. Mm-hmm. And anyone who likes hip hop, I say, may, just Google Megan the Stallion. She's yeah. got like mixtape status, like no big album yet, but really hot videos. And she's really great because I have the unpopular opinion of not really caring for everyone's female everyone's favorite female rapper right now Uh oh um but i (laughs) love hip-hop yeah so it was like a welcome welcome like an oasis of joy when i discovered ms megan well this is gonna be great actually rap this is great because i'm finally gonna discover an artist when they're still in the mixtape phase because i'm always the one who comes in super late when they're talking about the fact that they drop all these mixtapes that I've never heard and now they're finally <laughs> right. on an album and I'm like fuck I missed you when you were like a young up and coming artist and now right. I finally know of an artist who I can hear yep. in the mixtape phase so that's awesome yeah she's at that status she's like super hot on social media just she happens to be gorgeous which helps sure so she puts her raps on Instagram and, and all this and yeah I feel like and hope that she's going to be huge because yeah. she needs like a full Major label album release money for big production level videos, and she's gonna crush it. So that's I'm awesome. Just, she brings me joy. Just raunchy, just Houston rap. That's awesome. Uh, what was the last movie you saw? In the theater or on TV? That's fine too. Okay, because I, I wish I could get to the theater. I more, know. But, yeah, um, yeah. In the theater, it was Wrinkling Time. I will say that, though. Oh, cool, so cool. Opening weekend had to support Queen Ava DuVernay. Yes. Um, and in, I randomly, last night I came in. Again, I wasn't, like, sitting down and watching it. It was my after work frenzy of cleaning and all this. Um, Hot Fuzz. Oh, Did that is such a that? good movie. Hot Fuzz is really, um, I think it's the best of the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movies. Yeah, yeah. I think, I once, I once went to a talk back, they showed what they call the Cornetto Trilogy, um, and they thought that the last one was the best. Hmm. And, yeah, I'm like, that's fine, but yeah. Hot I mean... Fuzz, I feel, um, if from a writing standpoint, honestly, it's so clean. Hmm. And every single element of the script is useful. Yes. And it does that thing really well where something can seem like an arbitrary joke and it functions as an arbitrary joke and then also is called back at the end in a way that is so tight. It's like like 30 Rock did that really well, except that 30 Rock would sometimes be too precious with it and then it would just feel like oddly clinical. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think that Hot Fuzz is really great. Um, also should note that in moving, I have discovered that I kept so many DVDs. Oh my God. <laughs> when the rest of the world went to streaming, yeah. hence I own Hot Fuzz, hence <laughs> unpacking. I was like, holy shit. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm kind um, of so a, just, 
Yeah, I'm kind of a relic, too, because I have an Xbox player, but literally all mm. I use it for is watching DVDs. Yeah, I still, I emptied out a storage unit in this move, and I, 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 I remember giving away a lot of them, and I, because again, I had a huge collection. Right. Um, and there's something that I like about, like, holding it in my hand and putting it on when I want to put it on, and not worrying about, like, the you know, the, the signal or the network or especially like living in apartments in Manhattan. Yeah. I've had this terrible thing where like one, the, my, the Wi-Fi person, I called and I was like, okay, what is the deal? Like all my <laughs> devices are like new and good and all of this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sometimes in apartments it's called proprietary signal. And so, you know, it's just being divided by everyone in there. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding yeah, me. It's like, cool. <laughs> then why am I paying for internet? <laughs> Right. And like, could it be any harder to live in New York City? I know. <laughs> Every single thing we have to do is a fucking struggle. <laughs> like nothing's easy. Just, yeah. It's an expensive struggle every day. It really is. Uh, oh, and then also I have to say um, for my viewing pleasure and distraction, oddly dark, but gives me a lot of comfort is Black Mirror. Oh, I know. And everybody like... I think I like it a little too much because I know people who are like, <laughs> oh, I have to really, you know, pace that show because it, it makes me feel really like, you know, anxious and sad. And I'm yeah. like, oh, totally. I get it. But meanwhile, I binge watch it in one day. Like, <laughs> no problem. Knock it out. And it does make me very anxious, but I kind of love it. Yeah, it's I love it so much. And I and talk about being in from the beginning. I don't want to be that person, but I'm going to be that person. <laughs> I love Black Mirror from the second it was available here in the United States. Yes. So yeah. going back a couple of years, I watched the pilot and was like, wow, they well, yeah. did that. <laughs> I remember a lot of UCB writers were talking about it because of the Christmas mm. special with John Hamm. Uh, mm -hmm. And they were actually holding it up as an example of one of the best written hours of television ever um mm -hmm. and i th i think that's it's definitely up there it's really really well written that episode it is but it's de it's definitely not i don't know it's not entirely one of my favorites yeah um, i think like a, narratively i appreciate it but honestly this last season of black mirror had some of my favorite moments <laughs> Yeah, and the and the first one for some reason I'm like yeah. it's sort of bookends for me mm. because I think um, I still hold up um, the entire history of you, the memory bean episode. Oh yeah, oh man, that to me is one of the most compelling hours of television. Yeah. Ever. Oh god, I felt like sick through that episode. Yeah. 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 Uh, in a good yeah. way. Again, in a good way. This sounds like I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, please, Black Mirror, rip my heart out. Please, I love it. It was really effective. It's like it, the whole episode felt like, you know, the moment right at the end of a relationship where you're like, oh, this mm. is going south. The whole episode uh, felt like that. Yeah, just and yeah, just ugly truths and like, oh no, yeah. oh no, oh boy, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh no, <laughs> oh no. That's my feeling whenever I watch Black Mirror. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, so, is there anything? And I know again, you're reading a ton of news content for the opposition. But is there anything you're reading for pleasure right now? That is a toughie because yeah. um, it really is with um, 
reading is all about work, 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 work. <laughs> um, I was gifted White Rage by Carol Anderson. Yes. Um, again, with work, because she was a guest on the show. And she's amazing. I hadn't met her. Um, and she's just delightful. I love when, when like, brilliant academics can also just be chill. Yeah. And be human and, like, be, yeah. like, fun. Like, she was actually fun person mm-hmm. to be around. Um, so I have not gotten all the way through, but I think that is a wonderful. But I definitely – I actually have it on, like, my to-do list to read something – 100% fictional. Yeah, yeah. It's been way too long and I miss that. Right, I know. Yeah, I know the feeling too. There were a couple of years where I was just reading nonfiction and yeah. I, I forgot how it, it affects your brain differently. The second I picked up a, a work of fiction and I started reading it, I was like, I could almost feel my brain using different parts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The different muscles. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, so I read. I end up with like screenplays and yeah. things that I get for free, basically. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I, I got to get a good story book, something to. to I did the same thing. I had a period where I had friends who were just working in film and television, and I was just reading mm-hmm. like copies of scripts that they would give me, and I right. I read Get Out before it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, I, wow. I read it and I was like, oh, fuck, this is so good. <laughs> like, that's one of the only scripts I've ever read where basically what you see on screen is what Jordan wrote in in the script. It's like it's perfect, mm-hmm. perfect on paper. And then it's perfect on screen. Um, So before you have to go, I wanted to ask you, what's been your favorite moment so far uh, working for the opposition? Um, hmm. My first answer, I mean, what came to mind to answer that is Jordan. Yeah. But that's not a moment. He's a person. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, but I adore him. And I think that I have not encountered someone who is the host of a show who is, you know, juggling so many balls and doing topical humor and put up a show Monday through Thursday who is just so kind. Yes. And like, I mean, some of these guys are nice. You know, Jimmy sounds nice. These guys are nice, but you know, when it's crunch time, they are clearly the hosts, capital H, right. you know, and other people are not the host. And that comes with a certain hierarchy and you know what? They've earned it. That's my feeling. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know, no, I remember as long um, as you're not like, yeah, when they announced... As long they, as you're not, like, an actual monster, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you have the right to be focused, you have the right to not stop and have, like, random conversations in the hallway, like, whatever it is, I get it, you have a major job to do, but Jordan is all that laser-focused stuff, all that I have a job to do, all that I'm, like, running shit here, but so kind, so funny in the moment, so off the cuff, like ready to to just ad lib or whatever and that is it's like a continue it sounds like i'm kissing his ass for no reason but he won't hear this but <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say uh if jordan is listening hello but i don't agree yeah. your pia loves you um <laughs> no but as, and especially because i'm such a loud mouth and i'm the person who will you know raise my hand and be like well actually you know <laughs> right right um because these facts are important. Um, 
So especially knowing that about myself, I am continually just so delighted that he's as open as he is and as honest and funny and great and charming and great in the show. I mean, when they announced who the host of that show was, plus like the writers, I was just like, wow, these are the nicest, kindest people. Like, honestly, when stuff like that gets announced in the UCB community, like for mm-hmm. the for the most part, people are always happy for their friends. But there's always a few people who shit talk or something. Mm-hmm. And everyone was just a thousand percent happy for Jordan and Keisha. Like they were like so genuinely yes. happy because they're just the best. They're so talented. And they're so kind. It's so true. I, we had someone come visit um, a writer from another na- late night show that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. And just a couple days ago, she was like, you guys are like, like you get along, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, and cause she's like, okay. So have there been like fights? So the writer's like super protective. And it's just like, no, no, like it's, you know, the shitty thing that we deal with is the president, right? right. And, like the news and having to like watch Alex Jones. But the actual human beings here on the premises are great. Yeah. It's really wild. <laughs> I mean, that's so important. I, I do think that, you know, comes from that spirit of improv, like collaborating and working together. And uh, those are always mm-hmm. the best shows. Like when you see the finished product, you're like, yeah, the people who worked on this show were working as a, a single unit and really trying to create something together. And there weren't warring egos going on. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we all know it's, we, we take it seriously. It's comedy, but we take it seriously. We take our job seriously. And we take, credit seriously you know you never want to like just actively steal someone's joke sure but at the same time it's so collaborative that we don't have time to be like well this is my punchline or this is my wording or you know what about my bit like it's just you know we're all adding here we just want it to be the best totally uh so everybody go watch the opposition it's a great show <laughs> pia thank you so much for taking time to do the show i know you're crazy busy and i really appreciate it it's my pleasure. Now, it's just, uh, please, it's just a smooth 10 to 12 hour day of watching uh, you know, InfoWars and it's Fox nothing. News. It's nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah, not at all. It's nothing at all. No, it's really, no, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And I fully support everyone having fun and watching and listening to and consuming whatever they need to to get through this news cycle, yes. <laughs> and especially to laugh or be transported somewhere or you know, have a jump scare in a movie. I think we all need it. Thanks again to Pia. Please go give her a follow. Watch The Opposition. And guys, it's that time of the show. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. Oh no, it's coming! So, Chloe just proudly said, I'm in such a weird mood. Like, we couldn't tell from that. Uh, First bad news item. I don't know if you guys saw this, but there is a black activist named um, Rakeem Belogan. And he was jailed recently for his Facebook posts uh, speaking out about secret FBI surveillance. Wow. So he is believed to be the first person uh, prosecuted under a secretive U.S. effort to track so-called, quote-unquote, black identity extremists. Um, 
And if you, this is from The Guardian, but um, you read what he actually posted. So a lot of it was just like him posting in anger because of police brutality and like innocent black people being killed by police. Um, But the really fucked up part of this story is that the FBI was, um, this was brought to the FBI's attention by InfoWars. Wow. Uh, InfoWars posted a video and the FBI watched it and was like, oh, we should investigate this guy. So a right-wing conspiracy Well, I'm real glad the, F- show. the FBI is big Alex Jones fans. Yeah, isn't that yes. comforting? Isn't that a nice <laughs> yeah. thought? I'd like to just info wars in the break like, room. I'd like to believe that it wasn't even like research. I, like They're just fans. Mm-hmm. They're just watching the show. Yeah. And they're just like hanging out, like eating popcorn and watching InfoWars. And like, oh, we should investigate this. <laughs> you guys, Jimmy, you see that? Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jeff, you see that? Yeah. Hey, Jeff. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny to me. Uh, that his <laughs> name funny. is Jeff. <laughs> so the really, I mean, all of this is fucked up, but the thing that's like extra outrageous is he didn't make a specific threat or anything. He attended a rally in Austin, Texas in March 2015. And at this rally, people were like holding signs like oink, oink, bang, bang. And the only good pig is a pig that's dead. Um, Mm. But like he didn't make specific threats. Um, Well, one of the FBI agents mentioned that uh, his Facebook posts um, calling he posted on Facebook um, calling a murder suspect in a police officer's death a hero and expressing solidarity with the man who killed officers in Texas when he posted, they deserve what they got. But like, I know so many people who are posting stuff like that. Yeah. And it's not really, it's clearly tweeted in like anger. And I think that anger is reasonable where it's like, he's not saying, Hey, I'm going to go out and shoot police officers. Mm -hmm. He's saying like, I'm so angry that I view this guy as being a hero. I'm not saying like, I agree with those sentiments, but like, he's not making a specific threat. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say there's no threat there. Well, I think what's so dangerous is that there doesn't have to be a threat because if, if, if the FBI is making the claim that they're going to prosecute people for being, black identity extremist then he doesn't have to make a threat he just has to prove that he's you know some sort of activist and then right. they have then they're they're creating grounds to arrest him under this yeah which is what's so so frightening and yeah. also i just as a like a left-wing person on twitter i can tell you that i've had right-wing people tweet me way more specific threats than that and it's not treated in, in the same sort of fear-based way it's like that i feel like they're more the fbi is way more likely to be like oh this is just a person who's venting if they're like on the right or like yeah white nationalists but if you're a black person online and you're like i hate the cops suddenly it's like sirens are going on yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> at the fbi there is a national lockdown <laughs> right, mm. right. um yeah and it's also a terrifying precedent to establish when you call people black like identity extremists what does that mean is that anybody who now says we should work to stop police brutality 
I, apparently. Or that cops suck. That, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cops suck. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I, I am a child of the 80s. Uh, mm-hmm. And I remember uh, ACAB being like a big thing. All cops are bastards. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I've never heard that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, really? yeah, it's a never. shorthand. Maybe. Huh. Maybe it's an older person thing. Oh my god, fuck you guys. But uh, <laughs> not old. But like nobody was calling the fucking FBI when people like were saying ACAB and stuff like that. It's the same sentiment. Yeah. But even, it if, was, they, even yeah. if they were calling the FBI, it should rightfully be laughed yeah. off. Like, oh yeah. This is not. Uh, the FBI should not be investigating anything except very specific threats of bodily harm. And the fact yeah. that it came from InfoWars is so frightening because it's. Yeah. It's insane it's like it again if you hear of anything from infowars you should just laugh it off <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's a conspiracy theorist show totally uh it's not a new show and the fact that the fbi like took it seriously right. is insane like, like oh i was literally was gonna say just echo what you said like it's just frightening like it's, it's terrifying yeah. yeah what the fuck but I mean, is it surprising that the FBI has a lot of like overlap with the Infowars? No, not at all. No, really. it's just also frightening. I mean, yes. the FBI. I'd like to amend my previous statement. The FBI should not exist at all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, they shouldn't be investigating anything. Yeah. But the the FBI was founded as a racist organization. Yes. I mean, it was it was the whole same point thing of, with the police. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, so. It's not. Unfortunately, it's not shocking that this is happening, but it is like the levels to which they're going to find ways to criminalize black people is just astounding yeah to the point where they have no qualms about openly throwing people in jail for facebook posts right that yeah. are not threatening yeah and also this is one of those things where it's like if this specific story doesn't upset you and scare you just know that this is like the beginning of it this is yeah. how stuff like this is established, you know? Right. They start with people who are easy to throw under the bus where it's like, well, this guy, you know, like, oh, maybe he's a, maybe he is a little extreme, you know? I don't know. But, like, that's how it starts. And then they'll, like, I mean, go in from the margins. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, the FBI, like, wiretapped Martin Luther King. Yeah. Like, the people that everyone looks to is supposed to be like the good radical or the good, you know, the right. good activists. And mm-hmm. they were scared of him too. Right. You know? Um, right. so I don't, uh, people should not trust the cops or the police at all. Um, so the other bad news item I wanted to talk about is white house chief of staff, John Kelly saying that he believes the vast majority of undocumented immigrants crossing the Southern border into the U S do not assimilate well because they are poorly educated. <sighs> What I love about this story, I don't know if love's the right word. Uh, John Kelly, extremely Irish John Kelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, the exact same thing was said about the Irish immigrants. Right, 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 right. To the point, like, you can find political cartoons of um, Irish immigrants being depicted as, like, stupid drunk apes yeah mm-hmm. who will never be able to assimilate because they're too poorly educated and they're stupid right the exact same well, that's why there was all the like irish need not apply yes. work signs and stuff like mm-hmm. that right because they're stupid they're drunk mm-hmm. yeah yeah um and obviously now we hear that and we laugh at that because it's such a ridiculous idea mm-hmm. and like irish the irish identity is so built into america now because it's it's been long enough where Irish people are not viewed as others anymore. The exact same thing is happening right Mm -hmm. now. And to hear John Kelly, it's like 
They said that about your ancestors, you dope. <laughs> I don't know why. It just uh, it made me think of you uh, stupid Irishman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it made me think of uh, when like Pete King was like the leader of the the like Senate like terrorism committee or whatever. Uh-huh. After he was like a financer and supporter of the IRA. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um but no, it's just I mean he I think it was the same press conference maybe where he also said that like they were forcibly going to be separating kids from parents at the border mm-hmm. and when people asked him like uh, what why would you do that? He's like, "Well, the kids will be taken care of. They'll be put in foster care or something." Great. Perfect. You would be fine with your kids? <laughs> he's a monster. I mean, that's yeah. all oh, yeah. that's he's he's care? a he's an unfeeling yeah soulless monster of a person terrible person what i was also seeing like these right-wing white people online being like yeah but when our ancestors came over here they did it legally it was like it was completely if there were laws when your ancestors came over here about immigration they were completely different laws than what we have right now yeah it's It's not the same thing there's just so many examples of 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 like badness in the history of like immigrate you know yeah. immigration policy to the united states i mean we turned away boats of holocaust survivors we're just like the best we just you know? like we literally turned around a boat and sent them back to germany um i'm sorry eric uh we are the greatest nation on earth <laughs> uh, how dare you First uh, of all. excuse you uh second of all freedom okay yeah. uh, uh, excuse me i just saw an eagle fly by yeah yeah i have eagles that's america neighbor, okay Wow. That is okay. America. You have eagles? I have eagles. I am infested with eagles. <laughs> uh, There's so many eagles. This is weird. <laughs> they're just like all in a tree outside. Um, the tree's bent because mm-hmm. they're very heavy. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, before we run out of time, and to send you off into Ooh. the rest of your day, Flourish. here is your good news. Oh, the good news is here. <laughs> God damn it, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What a weird choice. You're That's a so fun. man. I told you your position infected her fucking brain. Yeah, I, I didn't know what was going to come out when I started. And um, that's what it was. So this is one of those. I don't know if this will be a good thing, but I like feel like it's a good call. I don't know. Maybe you can give me your thoughts on it. So George Soros, um, our leader, <laughs> <laughs> our boss, George uh, Soros, the guy who pays my bills, <laughs> not true. Uh, and other progressive groups are going to spend millions of dollars to elect reformist prosecutors. Um, okay. The allies are hoping to replicate what is already happening in Philadelphia, where new district attorney. Larry Krasner is reshaping the city's criminal justice system with the goal of ending mass incarceration. Um, George Soros, um, who backed Krasner's election with $1.5 million in donations, is investing in other district attorney races across the nation. Uh, The ACLU, which received grant funding from Soros's Open Society Foundations in 2014 to support criminal justice reform, is planning voter education and outreach programs in as many as 10 states. And political action committees like Real Justice and Color of Change are directly intervening in key races. So that seems like a good thing. So these people are being elected to be... To reform 
the justice system. So, okay. like, if they're a prosecutor, mm-hmm. like, to not commit prosecutorial overreach. I see. Cop. Is what I, is my <sighs> takeaway from it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, abolish prisons, but... I, that's where I go. These issues are always so complicated because I always feel of two minds where it's like, it sounds good and I'm sure it has some positive effects and I don't want to diminish that, but also... I don't, you know, it's feel, it feels like, you know, like making a bad thing look better. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, well, I also I, think like oftentimes sh- there is a intermediate step Yeah, where like, obviously we can't, I mean, I wish we could, but the chances, the, like the political realist in me knows that we're not going to like abolish prisons tomorrow. Yeah. That's- but in the meantime, if we can like cut sentencing mm-hmm. get a lot of people out of jail uh-huh. who are in there on dumb three strikes laws yeah. and dumb drug charges if we can do that in the meantime i'm kind of like why would we not do that totally yeah. but i know what you mean where it's kind of like i mean I rearranging think... the chairs on the deck of the titanic yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like the whole thing is unsustainable and going yeah. under and I, th- I think more and more people recognize that but I'm kind of like, well, if we can get people out of jail and reunited with their families in the meantime, yeah. like, I think let's that, do that. I think that principle, I think the, the the overall idea gets put into practice a lot, and I think it's something a lot of people on the left wrestle with, where it's like, you know, I mean, we saw that with, like, you know, we see it with every national election, where it's like, do we elect the Democrat who's bad on a lot of stuff, but is better than the Republican or whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Or I, I think about that in regards to charity, where it's like, giving to charity is good, but also capitalism shouldn't exist. So it's like, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, like whenever somebody's like medical GoFundMe page gets yeah. fully oh funded God, and everyone's yeah. like, we did it. It's like, yeah, we did it. It's so terrible. You had yeah. to do yeah. this. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, so ugh. yeah, I, I think it, uh, I, I tend to be of the mind that whatever steps, whatever steps we can make to do better are good I just think that people should just be wary not to rest on their laurels. You don't think we should like uh, look to George Soros? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, George Soros should be our president. That's what I'm saying. That's what ultimately that's what I'm saying is he should be my president. I'm sorry, Eric. I think you mean ruler for life. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. Um, Please don't cancel my show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, yeah, I, I, I tend to be of the mind. It's like, you know, if you can create some good, you should do it. Just don't. I think what the my issue with like things like charity tends to be is like people give to charity and they're like, Well, I'm done. Right. I've done all the good and then, you know, mm-hmm. it's just like things never change and nothing yeah. ever gets better. So I think this seems like a good thing and it seems like a good step, but it has to be like the very bottom rung of a much bigger ladder. I think that should be your life slogan. Things never change and nothing ever gets better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's my life philosophy pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so speaking of things never changing and never getting better, um, <laughs> this is the good the, news I, segment. This is the good news. Bring the good news. <laughs> Chloe, you are. Insane today. Um, so, uh, Flint mayor, Karen Weaver announced on Thursday that, uh, Nestle would begin donating water bottles to the city. Remember a while ago, they said that they were suspending bottle water yeah. deliveries mm-hmm. and people were like i'm 
sorry. Uh, yeah. Our water is still poisoned. Excuse you? Yeah. This is, this is the kind of thing I was just talking about. Where yeah. It's like, great, they're going to get free bottles of water. Wait, wait, wait. But what? do you know why they reversed it? So I have no idea. Nestle announced that they were going to pump more water out of a nearby spring and pay close to nothing. Yeah, to they it. were given more water pumping rights yeah, to yeah. the city. So then Flint was <coughs> like, wait, so you're like taking what and you're 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 ending the free water distribution program mm-hmm. while you're doing this? So there was enough of a backlash where like Yay, they're getting bottled water delivery again. Mm-hmm. But also Nestle is a profoundly evil company yeah i mean they're literally a morton joe from mad max yeah yeah the that guy the leader of nestle is like do not become addicted to water the most cartoonishly evil man on the planet he's like it's so weird to think that the dude from the chocolate company is like the the biggest robber baron yeah yeah of our time and nobody knows who he is because he's not a very big public figure but i'm telling you guys water wars yeah that's the future but i i think like but it's the same thing where it's like, great, they got water again. Why isn't somebody fixing the fucking water system? Yeah. He's got, the, like, Nestle could just take, like, yes, they should be giving them free water. They should be fixing their fucking water pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Digging up and replacing every single water t- pipe in Flint. They could do it. And it, it, I mean, they have, we have the, re- this is, you know, one of those, like, really infuriating things. And it's just like, we have the resources to do it. Mm-hmm. We do. We have the research. They're just not doing it. Right. Because right. they don't want to because it's hard. Yeah. I love that like our government can fund unending war, mass mm. surveillance programs. But then when it's like, can we have clean water and like properly funded schools are like, ooh, <sighs> just ran out. We don't have enough money. I saw an article. I don't remember where it was, but the article itself was not that like that interesting but it was like it was somebody who was in china and rode somebody from america who was in china and rode the bullet train Uh that went like the equivalent of new york to chicago in four and a half hours and it was like nice and clean and like efficient i was like oh what like we who we have no right to say that we're at all an advanced no. nation. Mm-mm. But like literally all we would need to do to make that happen is tax rich people at a reasonable rate. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. To make it happen. It's not like we the And make sure they there. pay it. Yeah. It's not like the money is not there and it's not like we have a lack of like intellectual talent in this country. Well, what does that mean? Oh, go I was going to say luckily we lowered our corporate tax rate so we're fine. <laughs> right. This is great. Good right. news. I mean, it's it's just so jarring to like go into like a bus or a train station in America, ride a train and then see people call us like the most advanced civilization the earth has ever seen. It's like, no, why? Cause we have iPhones. Right. Like who yeah. fucking cares? Like right. we can't even make a decent transport system. Yeah. You know? Hey, remember when we had to go to New Jersey to New Jersey? Oh That's what I, was God. I thought it was like the end of our lives. It was the most awful. Awful. <laughs> It was so crowded. It was, and like we ended up, we bought tickets and we didn't even have to use them. Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. Like nobody checked our shit. They literally have like old timey conductors Mm -hmm. in like big hats coming around and stamping tickets. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, I like that. I hope they always. We took the Polar Express. I felt like, yeah, I felt like that other than it being an awful experience and not magical at all. uh, But yeah, it's just like, it's just so jarring and like yeah people literally like you know uh, fucking somebody like elon musk makes some 
dumb bullshit and then it's like oh we're we're the greatest country in the world it's like other countries are doing way better than we are well and it's also like the reason people like elon musk are celebrated as like stepping up is like he's filling a void because nasa's funding got cut yeah Mm -hmm. so he is just like a privately wealthy individual which is like that is such a dangerous precedent to set where it's like only the wealthiest. Like, I hope we have enough benevolent billionaires so that we don't die. It's also yeah. so funny to me to see people like praising people like Elon Musk as geniuses for doing research that has already been done. Well, also, like, all he did was hire a bunch of smart people who probably yeah. would have gone to work for NASA. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I mean, like, they're they're just doing <laughs> like, they're like, oh, he put a thing in space. Like, yeah, we've already done that. <laughs> yeah. We we already did all of that. Right. Like And then he has a bunch of like hypothetical shit that he hasn't done yet. <laughs> he hasn't yeah, done it's yet. just like He's like, and we'll colonize Mars. And it's okay. like, cool, have you done that? <laughs> it's just like it's so funny to me when people praise like a private company, like, oh see, this private company did what NASA did. It's like, well, NASA already did it. it we already yeah, have the technology. What, what the fuck? Why are we praising some fucking douchebag for doing it on his own and like the reason we, we were able to do research. that like nasa's heyday rich people were taxed at a much more reasonable rate than well that and just like now. and just like surprise the collective resources of 300 million people are better than the collective resources of one right. dude right so yeah those come those government agencies like nasa uh get a whole lot more shit done because they have all this stuff and they're right. not they're not beholden to a profit motive they can just make the thing they want to make right mm-hmm. and surprise they do good stuff and then if you're elon musk you date grimes i oh. god i was waiting to say what? that what is that what is that <laughs> and then they showed up at the met gala yeah they were just rubbing it in our face I was was like crazy. yeah it is fucking weird yep. isn't it uh, here we are look at us being weird you fuckers also i can't get over it. it's so funny to me elon musk started a company to build a tunnel for high-speed rail uh and he it's literally just named the boring company yeah <laughs> and it prob- makes me laugh every time why did he not understand that that was a bad name because nobody because nobody around elon musk will tell him no no one cares about him it's true no he's, he's like guys i have a new idea we're gonna bid high speed rail uh we ha- it requires us to bore a hole into the earth so i've called my company the boring company <laughs> do we tell him should we, should we tell him Guys, it's called he's, The Boring Company. He's, oh, my God. That's so name. fun. Thank you. Thank You're you. Smart Thank you. You're so rich. Can we have more money? Yes. No. <laughs> I have to buy Grimes a present. <laughs> With all of your uh, money? All yes. of it? All right. Okay. All right. Oh, guys, I just saw that Elon Musk bought out Hot Topic. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Oh, what a great gift. <laughs> What a useful gift for Grimes. (laughs) She would love it. She would love it. Literally all I know from her is her Met Gala outfit where she's just in all black. She looks like a Hot Topic person. I think it's Met Gala. It might have been something else. I think she'd get a lot of shopping done at Hot Topic. Okay, good. I think from the pictures I saw. I just question her life decisions. I know nothing about her except her all black outfit. Her music's dope. I think you like her music a lot. I'm going to try it. Yeah. I'm not into it. Yeah. Eric has weird taste. Um... What are your socks? Uh, oh, I think we talked about these. It's either a raccoon or a cat flying what appears to be a airplane or spaceship. Uh, it reminded me of Rocket. Yeah. They're very, so oh, very yeah. Happy. They're very intricate. Speaking of Rocket, um, before we're out of time, I saw Infinity War again. Uh, uh, my parents wanted to see it. Oh, nice. So we went to go see it. Nice. 
they enjoyed it. Oh, hard. Okay, when is it okay to talk about Infinity War spoilers? Look, I've not seen it. You can talk about it all you want. Because yeah. it's been out a while now. Yeah, I already s- accidentally spoiled it for myself, so you can talk about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it has been like a, at least I, a month, right? I'm not a person that... I can think of maybe a handful of movies where if they had been spoiled beforehand, I would have been legitimately upset. Somebody... I had just started season one of The Wire, and... I, this was when MySpace was a thing, uh-huh. and uh-huh. a comedian had posted about uh, the Wire and how good it was and how much she was enjoying it. The first comment was a spoiler for the end of the series, oh, like wow. a major character death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I was devastated. <laughs> I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's stuff like that's not great. I think like there are certain movies that are all made by M Night Shyamalan that. <laughs> Hinge yeah. on spoilers. Yeah. yeah, hinge on surprise. Um, so like, yeah, it'd be a retroactively different movie if you went into the sixth sense knowing ahead of time what happens. You'd be like, mm, this is dumb. Right. Yeah. Uh, Although I still say that's a good enough film where you can enjoy it. I don't know if I'd gone into it knowing it. Watching it a second time knowing it, it is a good film, but I still think there's like the element of like the surprise from the first time you saw it. Yeah. Whereas like if you knew ahead of time, you're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a fine movie. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, I don't know. Spoilers have never, because I just try to enjoy the movie for what it is and like as a piece of, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know that I ever would have, there's not too many movies where I would have legitimately like not liked something because right. of a spoiler. Uh, I I now just enjoy going to see Infinity War for the end when the movie it ends very abruptly mm-hmm. the film <laughs> and it, it, it also ends on like a major down note and just mm-hmm. hearing the audience like collectively respond yeah. where everyone's like what <laughs> <laughs> what and they're like just outraged oh. I find so funny I wish I I wish there were, I wish there was because uh, you know a lot of times now when things like that happen not in movies but on like TV shows or something like that. There's a lot of people that like film like videos of people watching it or whatever mm-hmm. and like post like compilation. It happens a lot with sports because like sport like there's it's just like a big collective viewing thing. But like I wish there was video of that of a bunch of people watching the end of the Sopranos. <laughs> oh my god. I would well, you love know they, to see you that. You know the cable company's got a bunch of phone calls because yeah. people thought their cable service yeah, went yeah, out. Yeah. Because it ends so it ends in the mm-hmm. middle of a scene. It ends in the middle of a sentence and just like black. Yeah. Oh I hate and, that. Uh that or uh is it I can't. I can never remember which one it is. Newhart. Okay. There was Newhart in the Bob Newhart show, and I can never remember which one of them said it at a hotel, and it ends with it's like the he cliche, wakes up from yeah. he wakes up a dream and found out you realize like the whole ten year series has been in his head. Yeah. It's been a oh dream, my God. which is like ha- hack now, but, but at for the, time, the, yeah. the, the that was he was the first really person to do it. <laughs> and it was just like finding out this whole thing was a dream, and yeah. it's like. I just imagine people being so upset. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) So, guys, we are out of time. Please follow Eric and Chloe on Twitter at Eric, E-R-E-K underscore Smith at It's The Chew. Oh, yeah, it is. Thanks for listening. Please go become a member if you can. And uh, while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. 